Hi, I'm Garth Tanner. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels and you're listening to the V8 Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Triple Eight launches their 2010 flyer. Yeah, when we committed ourselves to building the Holdens, I didn't know that the first race was going to be in the middle of February. I thought it'd probably be in the middle of March. Bards gets his new ride. No reason why we can't be right at the front in, in all those first few rounds in the season. And the Dream Team reunite for the Enduros. So I asked the, the guys, what's their ideal situ- situation? Who would they like to partner with? And Craig wanted to drive with Mark, and then Jamie wanted to drive with, uh, with Steve. We look at all that and more today as the lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Triple Eight have launched their 2010 campaign in Sydney this week. Roland Dane telling the V8 Insiders that although they had a huge workload to change to Holden, it will not affect them on the track. We've done it before. It's uh, you know we had a big build program with the FG last year. Uh, in fact, we're building more of them than we are of the VE right now. Steve Owen will drive with Jamie Wincup at Phillip Island and Bathurst. He said the champ rang him personally to offer him the drive. Jamie had my name up on top of the list, so that he called me himself, and I jumped on a plane and was up at Triple Eight the next day, so it all happened pretty quick. Warren Luff has been confirmed at Jim Bean Racing for the Enduros, but he said he is happy with the changes in the rules that will see impaired with either Stephen Johnson or James Courtney. For, for all us uh, endurance specialists, I suppose it represents probably one of the better chances to uh, finish on the podium that most of us had, have had in recent years. Um, but you've also got to take into account the added pressure that uh, the guy that you partnered with is also part of the overall championship. Talking James Courtney, congratulations to him. He's become a father for the second time when his wife, Carries gave birth to a 4.1 kilogram son on the Gold Coast this week. How young is too young to enter the V8 supercars? James Courtney's son might be only 16 years away. Scott McLaughlin, at 16 years of age, will be joining the Fujitsu Series with Stone Brothers Racing. Daniel Gaunt will be running in a Gulf Western Oils colours as he debuts the Lucas Dumbrell Racing Car at the Winton Tex Day next Monday. Jason Bright will be out on the track in the Trading Post Commodore, brought to you by our good friends at Brad Jones Racing. Queensland Raceway, Hidden Valley, Simmons Plains and Sandown Raceway will all be on SP Sportsmax soft race tyres. The V8 Supercar Board says you'll only be able to use them on the Sunday at the events. Teams will be given a soft set of tyres to test with at Queensland on Friday, the first of the soft tyre races in 2010. And by the way, we will be racing at Queensland this year. A one-year arrangement was agreed to with the Ipswich Mayor, Paul Pasali, and the State Government of Queensland to retain the event on the calendar from April 30 to May the 2nd. V8 Supercars are managing the event.
Damien White told the V8 Insiders about how he has made the transition from driver, owner, and now responsible for the Fujitsu Series. You know, teams and drivers and, and support categories, they all look at the people in the V8 supercar shirts at the events and they say, look how many staff they've got. Why do they need so many people? Well, I can tell you the workload that is undertaken for, the, for all of the events, and particularly with the key events, it, it, it's just... It's almost insurmountable. Like It's not something that you can compare or something you can be described unless you're in there and you're a part of it. It's epic. The hours are mega. And for mine, we actually need more staff. Uh, every one of the people that we have work 11 tenths leading into during and during an event. Uh, and certainly being now on this side has exposed me to a whole new world. $16,000 was raised last Friday night at the Stone Brothers Racing launch for the Brisbane Children's Hospital. The hottest items on the auction were the Foundation Membership Number 4 and tickets to the Super Cruise to Queensland. The cheque will be presented to the hospital next week. Jason Baguana is looking forward to getting his new Rock Energy Drink Commodore out onto the track next week. For Bargs, it seems like a long time ago since he was on the track in Sydney. Oh, yeah, it's, it, seems like, it feels like it's been the longest Christmas ever. We've um, obviously very excited to announce our new sponsor today, the the look of the car, the whole atmosphere of the team. But to get out on the circuit on Monday and actually drive the thing, that's the thing I'm really looking forward to and, uh, and can't wait to get into the season. Bargs has had two teams close their doors on him in the last three years. I asked him if Rick or Todd had spoken to him about his albatross effect on teams. Yeah, look, I mean, it's been a bit frustrating, obviously, with Varco's team, the WPF team, Sprint Gas. I mean, they've all closed the doors and, um, you know, that puts you in a position where you change teams. So... I'm looking forward to building a long-term relationship here. The guys are focused on uh, on success and they want to be the best team in pit lane. And when you look at the infrastructure and the equipment and the people they've got here, um, it's pretty obvious you know, that it's an achievable goal. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lap, we hear from Roland Dane. But next, it's Richard Crowell and Tony Wedlock. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen from the Stone Brothers Racing SP Tools. You're listening to V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from Race Facts, it's Tony Whitlock. Good evening, Tony. Good evening, Craig. It is also a great pleasure to have SBS's own Speed Week commentator in Richard Kral. Good evening, Richard. Craig, thank you for lying and saying it's a great pleasure. I appreciate that. And good evening, Tony. Good to uh, hear your wonderful voice. And you, sir, and you. It is going to be an interesting season. Scaife had only driven for two teams in his uh, Australian touring car slash V8 supercar career up until this year when he managed to make it four, jumping from the defunct Sprint Gas Racing to triple eight in the Enduros, Tony. Uh, quite a change and, a, and an interesting decision, but certainly a dream team for marketing. And uh, you being an advertising man would know all about that. Lowndes and Scaife together. 
It, it is. It's interesting for a whole bunch of different reasons. First, of course, from a marketing point of view, Holden obviously uh, considered Mark one of their prime uh, prime men in life, um, but there was no way knowing he was going to be getting back into a Walkinshaw car. Um, and, of course, um, he and uh, Craig drove together uh, a couple of times, I think it was, back in the early 2000s. Um, and, you know, there's no doubt Scaife is certainly one of the best ever to have climbed in one of these cars. Richard, can he rekindle the Lowndes Scaife magic? Uh, yes, in a word. Um, having watched them at Bathurst last year and uh, with, with Greg Murphy in that Sprint Gas car, and I mean, there was no doubt that Scaife was right up to the money and as competitive as he's always been. And I, I like the, the comment there about the marketing side of things because it... For V8 Supercars Australia trying to sell tickets to Bathurst and to Phillip Island as event promoters, I mean, that's just the biggest draw they could get, isn't it? Scaife and Lowndes, two most successful drivers in the category over the last, what, 10 or 15 years almost, you know, in the same car, in a, a Team Vodafone Triple Eight car that's probably going to be one of the fastest cars there. It's a, a dream marketing package, but you've got to hand it to Roland Day, and he hasn't wasted any time in... Um, in getting the gun co-driver with this new uh, endurance co-driver rule and um, you know full credit to him he's got a very strong uh, lineup now for his two cars let's not forget Steve Owen who I think will do a really good job alongside Jamie Winkup in the uh, in the second car uh, Tony I'm interested in your thoughts of the uh, Winkup Owen second car because it, it's fantastic you know I mean we've waited years for this 18 years with the only non-regulars being Steve and Jim Richards winning Bathurst you know um, now we've got a chance to see blokes who deserve to have a Bathurst name next to their name, like Warren Luff and Steve Owen and Craig Baird. These guys are all, as, you know, they're not full-timers, but they can damn near jump into it and do it. Yeah. And it's fantastic. And it wouldn't happen if they hadn't changed the rule. Because if, if, if the rule was as it was, obviously Roland would still put Craig and, and Jamie together. Now, because of the rule... And Roland accepted it. He, he was dragged begrudgingly, but realised... Uh, when uh, the rule was changing, it was unanimous amongst the other team owners that Roland actually put his hand up and said, yes, we'll go with it. So that was fantastic. You know. I guess when you've got the most successful team in the last four or five years, you go, yeah, I'm going to accept it because just about any part-time driver will want to jump into my car with the track record we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and look, you know, just so many reasons. I mean, just today again, I was talking with guys down at Kelly Racing about how they think, you know, it's forcing the money up and all those situations. Well, you know, there's a few blokes. Beardo's going to get a bigger boat. Right, terrific. You know, that's that's about the sum total of it. And the rest of the guys were signed up already, with the exception of uh, probably Stevie Owen, who was hanging out for a full-time gig again. But, um, uh, you know, it, it's the best thing that's happened in years. It, it's great for the championship. It means every driver goes in to earn his own points. Um, for the championship, and it means that we'll have far more than the three or four cars that were capable of winning the race at Bathurst. That's the thing, Richard, isn't it? We now have 20, 30 competitors who are all capable of winning. Actually, I need to say 20 to 25 now that the cars have got their regular driver in them, whereas before, someone would go, yeah, I'm going to make a top 10 at Bathurst, and goes, yeah, but that's really top 20 because everyone else has doubled up. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, and and I think that that level of competition will just go up. And you know, we see now regularly in V8 Supercar rounds that the top 30 cars are covered by a second or 1.2 seconds. And I think all it's going to do at the enduro races is bring it up closer. And you get those once a year drivers. Some of them don't have many miles, don't have a lot of experience in the cars, tend to struggle to get up to speed. And they're the ones, like you say, that go around looking for 
you know, maybe a top 20 or a top 10 finish. But nowadays, you're going to get, you know, a full-time driver in the car in qualifying in every race in the year. So I think it's going to bunch the uh, the field up. To finish on the subject, interesting enough to um, see a message posted on Facebook, of all places, by Alan Simonson who was going, I can't believe it, I've had to turn down a drive with Triple Eight because it clashes with a, a Le Mans series uh, race in Europe. But like, guys like him, who are highly rated co-drivers for these big events, would be absolutely loving this situation with the, the new rules. And that's why Scaife and uh, Stevie Owen will be pretty happy uh, right about now, I would have thought. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and when we look at the Triple Eight season ahead, uh, Tony, I think we're just... Not quite sure, are we, on how Triple Eight are going to go? Uh, I know Roland said to me today, we still haven't finished building these cars. We're uh, working day and night on them just to have them ready for tests on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, well, we should actually uh, tell people, those who are under some illusion, that the car in Sydney was a VE Commodore. Underneath it is an FG. It's uh, it's not pure VE at all. A Falcador or a Holder, Holder Con or whatever you want to call it. Um, but, look, you know, it won't take them long. Yes, they'll be battling, you know, particularly flying away to a new track, um, which does place them under, you know, more stress and strain and uh, trying to actually work out what the, what they've got to put in the car for Abu Dhabi. And it's a track that, you know, no other cars have raced on, really. They can get data, you know, they can get a large part of the track because they're Formula 1 cars and they can have corner speeds and things like that and G-loadings. But uh, and compare that with what they do at um, Albert Park and Bahrain. But the bottom line is that no one's actually raced on this track. So, you know, what they can get from that last little uh, tourist trip last week, they did, you know, will be helpful, but they'll be in a, you know, catch-up situation. But they, it won't take long for Triple A to get those Holdens up to speed. They're not dramatically different. Mm. And let, let's remember, not up to speed for Triple Eight is about fifth on the grid. So, you know, even if they are struggling slightly, they're still, you'd think, going to be round the money. You know, top eight, top ten, and these first couple of rounds, they'll come to grips with the car, get up to speed, and then by Eclipsal, I've got no doubt in my mind. I agree with you completely, Tony, that they are going to be as competitive as anybody else. They're too good to not be. With the resources they've got, the drivers they've got, engineering staff, I think they'll be on the money very rapidly. Well, interestingly enough, um, this year has probably seen the largest ever change in race engineers. 62% or 18 of the 29 drivers have got new race engineers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, in fact, guys like Triple Eight that have got the same guys, Dutton and Moore, on the respective drivers and cars still. Others have all changed. Will and, and Garth have swapped over. And up and down pit lane... Masses of changes. Mm. So, um, and there are some very positive ones, like Brighty together with uh, Jason, uh, with uh, Phil Keat. Yeah. Um, they did their their best work when they were together at PWR, and then again when at FPR. Um, so, you know, they're going to come out of the box pretty strong. They are indeed. And talking about uh, Brad Jones Racing, of course, the launch of the Trading Post Commodore today saw. Brad, uh, uh, sorry, Jason Bright, having his um, livery delivered out to the uh, masses. And uh, it's interesting because we were all expecting at one stage Wilson Security money to be going over with Bridie. And now we see Wilson Security's money is up there with uh, Stone Brothers Racing in, uh, well, a South Australian, Richard, uh, in Jane Rosenberg's, James Rosenberg's uh, new car, 47. Yeah, and, and that's, that's, I think, 100% down to Paul Cruikshank and the relationship 
Paul had with um, John McClellan from Wilson Security that was very, very strong over the years with, with Paul Crookshank Racing. And yes, they probably didn't have a fantastic year last year, but from a corporate perspective and commercially, I know that relationship was very, very successful for Wilson. They got a lot out of it. So when James Rosenberg bought that uh, the wreck, the racing entitlement contract, took it to Stone Brothers, Paul Crookshank came on board, said, yep, I'll help you commercially, I've got the contacts. And they put together the package for Wilson. You know, they're probably spending half the money. They still get a good deal of signage on the car with a very competitive team, good young driver who's marketable and fast and, you know, hopefully for Slady, one of the next big things in V8. So it's a really, really good package. And, um, yeah, look, full credit to them for pulling it off. And it, it makes Stone Brothers look pretty good, doesn't it? I mean, all of a sudden, they've got three really good cars, you think. I mean, Tim's still got a come up to speed but he showed some really really good pace towards the end of last year in the, the second Morris car so oh, I'm liking that, it's a good thing um, as for the Trading Post car the best thing about that is that it's not red black or silver, I think it's fantastic to have a, a car that's not um, one of those colours, it's going to stand out and be very very good for Trading Post I, I like it a lot. Well you'd call it bright orange wouldn't you? Yeah, I think you would, good. yeah yeah, yep yeah, I agree. And, you know, one of the other great things about it is, although Trading Post is largely an automotive, it's not an automotive brand as such. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, we're still looking for Kellogg's Cornflakes and Mars bars and those things to arrive in pit lane. But, you know, terrific to have Trading Post there and also with a car that is demonstrably different to everything else. Yes. And, and uh, good for, if I can just jump in, uh, it's good, I think, for Brad Jones Racing too. And by the looks of it, they're going to have a pretty good team this year as well. And it goes back to the start of the conversation where we're saying that the depth, if anything, is getting stronger. And, you know, all of a sudden, Brad Jones is looking pretty handy with a fired-up Jason Bright back with his old engineer and a Walkinshaw Commodore. So it's all looking yeah. fairly uh, fairly tasty there. It yeah. is indeed. Uh, look, we've got to take a break here on the V8 Insiders. Still plenty more to come when we return. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Tony Delberto from Rod Nash Racing. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 of the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders, where I'm joined by Race Facts's Tony Whitlock and also SBS's Richard Crowell. And guys, just as we finish up some of the launches this week, of course, uh, we got to see some photos, thanks to Grant Rowley at uh, Lucas Dumbell Racing. He uh, has uh, got the Daniel Gaunt car on his site, which was uh, interesting to see. Lucas Dumbell, I don't know, he doesn't like me for some reason, he won't return my phone calls. Tony? You don't um, have that problem well, with anyone down pit lane, do you? Sorry? Uh, no, you don't have anyone not returning your phone calls, do you? Oh, not usually. I called in to see Lucas and Dean Orr and uh, um, I can't think of the guy's mechanic's name, Macy. Um, last week, I went, went out to see Lucas Dumbrell. They're well located, a nice shop, well sorted out. Um, they, they've got a good trick package. 
Um, very smart of them to uh, lease uh, Garth Tander's 07 championship car and obviously the engines. They've got uh, Jason Bush, who was engineering Dave Reynolds, coming there. So, uh, you know, for Daniel Gaunt, they've really got all proven things. Daniel's just got to get out and do mostly what he did last year. I mean, he, he deserved a top five in the Fujitsu series. Um, he's certainly learning and uh, being able to link up with Walkinshaws, he'll, uh, he'll improve as the uh, series goes on. But, uh, yeah, terrific. And uh, I guess we saw today the launch of Bargs in what he is saying is a supermarket brand, the Rock Energy Drink, Commodore yeah. Achille Racing. I had, had another can of their drink today. Um, um, Briar, who you may know of, she drank four of them and she was standing there shaking. <laughs> <laughs> Got to love that caffeine, Richard. Yeah. No, well, no doubt Bargs will be more fired up than always uh, this year then. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for Kelly Racing because I think with all due respect to Jack Perkins and Dale Wood and McNally last year, there were sort of two halves to Kelly Racing. There were the two Jack cars up the front and then the other cars a little bit further down the path. Well, look, I, in fact, I spent some time talking with Rick at Phillip Island, the second one, that is, um, last year, and um, they were genuinely excited about it because, and this is before they'd announced that Bargs was coming there, it was the yeah. possibility of Murph was on the agenda. Yeah. But the thing that they were so uh, um, delighted about the idea was... Um, because Rick and Todd's data looks so similar that they can't actually make improvements. They need somebody who's bringing in different stuff in yeah. different corners and greater speeds in certain places, and that's what Bargs will bring for them. Mm. I like it. I, I think it's fantastic. And, and yeah, look, another brand, and, and let's, let's not, not fail to note that. I mean, it's a new sponsor into the sport that started out with their mini-challenge team that Jason Scott Bugwana have been running for a couple of years now. You know, Gulf Western Oils on the Lucas Dumbrell car trading post. A couple of new names in the sport. Bundaberg increasing their investment. You've got to say, commercially, there's been some goals kicked in V8 Supercar at the moment. Despite whatever doom and gloom economic predictions are thrown, it's looking pretty healthy. So, full credit to these teams for going out. And in the end, they're the ones that do the hard work trying to sell this. And, um, you know, full credit, they're obviously um, having some success. Mm. Now, quickly, we uh, have to go to Gas and Go, brought to you by V8X Magazine. So I just want to know, is anyone getting excited about the Fujitsu series? Yeah, yeah, it should be fantastic. I mean, kids like uh, Timmy Blanchard coming in, a really good young kid. You know, he did a great job over in Formula Ford Britain in 08. Sat out last year, and uh, I think he'll be uh, terrific. I mean, he mightn't shine as brightly as Moff did, but he'll certainly make great inroads, and I see him as a podium. Um, yeah, there's a well, couple of others that are, you know, still to make a mark. Well, Moff, Moff in a, well, he's going to be running a, another full performance car, isn't he? In the Fiji yes, so, yes, indeed. I mean, and that's great yeah. for Moff, isn't it? Well, what a, it's such a good bloke, and um, if anyone deserved a factory drive, it, it would be him, and that's really, really pleasing. And this uh, young 16-year-old Kiwi that um, Stone Brothers have signed up, it sort of takes me back to, what was it, 2000, when they ran some unknown Formula 4 driver in Mark Winterbottom and won the Fujitsu Series. It um, takes you back, doesn't it? I wonder if the Stone Brothers have done it again. Well, we'll soon see. And uh, as I said in the news, it's only 16 years till uh, James Courtney's latest son gets to uh, think about driving in the uh, V8 supercars. <laughs> Guys, Gas and Go, brought to you by V8X Magazine. It's on sale now. Will Triple Eight or HRT win the battle of the Holden teams in the media? Tony Whitlock. Will Triple Eight win? Oh, I think it'll just be level pegging between the two of them. I mean, you've got to say that those four cars will um, come out firing and, and, you know, probably make up the, the top half of the top ten on a good number of times. Richard? 
Yeah, I agree. Um, from a PR standpoint, probably Triple Eight, but with the the scape factor, which will always play a role and mean they get a bit more love in the seven coverage. Um, but aside from that, no, it's level pegging between the two of them. It's going to be a good battle. All right, has the scape move now completed Triple Eight's transition from Ford to Holden, Richard? Um, I, I don't think there was a transition to complete. I, I think it was done a long time ago. I, I think it started at the start of last season when they um, made quite their public stance about not having any Ford support. I think it was done then. So I, I think it just reinforces it, if anything. It just sort of proves, if anything, that Triple Eight is now well and truly a Holden team because they've got one of Holden's favourite sons um, alongside one of their former favourite sons in Craig Lown. Tony? No, just a non-issue. Yeah. Who will take a chance on the Europeans for the Enduros? Remember, Triple Eight almost won Bathurst with Elaine Menu and Craig Lowndes um, uh, right before they went on their hot streak when they put Jamie and Craig together. Um, fascinating. I was up in Macau in 08 and um, I got the chance to uh, sit in a press conference when the top three qualifiers of the 30 drivers were the only three who'd been to Bathurst, Prilu, Ivan Muller and Plato. And I talked to all of them not Plato, menu rather. Yeah. And I talked to all three of them and saying that and uh, about how sequentials, and they're all going, book me a seat, I want to be there, you know, because that was the final sort of brick. They didn't have to then fight the gearbox. Um, so they want to come, but, you know, I don't know if there's going to be many chairs. There might be a couple for them, but, you know, it seems that most of the top teams have already signed them. Richard, who do you, do you think will take a chance? Well, I agree with Tony. I, I'm not too sure if there's, there's going to be space for them. I mean... It'd be great to have them here because they add a lot to the event. And uh, like guys like Elaine Menu and Van Muller, and I mean they're seriously good racing car drivers, like among the best in the world. So they add a, an X factor to the race. But yeah, I, I don't know if there's space for them. I don't know where they'd run. Mm. Now, Richard, can you believe it's only two and a bit weeks to the start of the season? I guess you can because you're going to Bathurst for the 12 hour in a week and a bit time. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a couple of V8 guys up there too having a bit of a run around. Jason Bright and a, uh, a Ford Mustang. Uh, amongst one thing with Alan Simonson and Marcus Akanovic. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, can I believe it's the start of the season? Um, yes, very well and truly. The workload's creeping up, but uh, looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a really good year. Tony? Yeah, well, you know, get on a plane and head to Abu Dhabi for the first time. Lucky for some. <laughs> yeah, as this Sunday soft tyres, we haven't touched on it yet, but uh, does it mean we'll have less winners across the season? Tony? Yeah, quite possibly, but, you know, I mean, I think there'll be closer races because we're not going to see somebody coming out of the clouds sort of thing. So, you know, the increased grip is no doubt, you know, that the cars will enjoy and the drivers will enjoy having cars that have more grip. So I think it's a benefit and certainly worthwhile. It's something that they're looking at, it, I'd say, from the point of view of making the control tyre, you know, maybe that soft tyre and going to a super soft after that sort of thing. Mm. What you know, degradation, degradation of the tyre is the thing that's needed um, and that uh, there'll be probably enough in those soft tyres at those two events, Winton and Barbagello, that, um, you know, there'll still be bloody good racing. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Completely agree. Um, I think the only, only possible shame is that it will throw out those variables like we saw at Hidden Valley with Alex Davison, for example, which just added a new element to the race. And I know some people think it's a bit uh, sort of the false economy of, of who's doing what in the race, but... It's a variable and it makes it exciting and, you know, we can always use more passing and more excitement in V8 racing. But, yeah, no, I don't think it'll have a huge effect. Well, that's Gas and Go for another week. Brought to you by V8X Magazine.
Tony Whitlock from Race Facts, we wish you safe journey as you you are really going to be banking up the frequent flyer points over the next few weeks. Thank you very much, Craig. Um, Richard, have fun up at the 12 hour. I'll be listening to you online on the 12 hour site. So I want a good report. Yes, yes, I'll try. Thank you, mate. Uh, do enjoy your uh, jaunt to the Middle East. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, lucky for some. I'll see you at Clipsal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. A lot of people saying they'll see each other at Clipsal. But, uh, Richard, don't forget, we can catch up with you on Speed Week. But uh, this week, you're, of course, the focus when we talked about the Formula 3 changes in Inside Motorsports, so people can hear more from you there. Yeah, yeah. Speed Week ramps up uh, fairly soon with all the action from the Nationals. So looking forward to uh, bringing it to all our uh, wonderful viewers, Craig. Roland Dane's on the white flag lap and he's up next. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Stay tuned for more. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth from the Valvoline Cummins team. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 of the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. On this week's White Flag Lap, Roland Dane talks about the launch of his Team 4 Season 2010 and all the changes that it brings. Uh, oh, look, we're still working on uh, we're still working on cars flat out now, so um, uh, we're not uh, we're not 100 percent there yet, but um, uh, we're almost there and due to run the first car on Friday, the second car on Monday, and then test properly on Tuesday. Has the effort that you guys had to put in now in this six-month period, I guess, since you've been changing over to Holden, how much is that going to affect you when you get onto the racetrack? Can, can you measure that at all? Um, no, I mean, it, you know, it's uh, we've done it before. It's uh, you know, we had a big build program with the FG last year. Uh, in fact, we're building more of them than we are of the VE right now. Um, we had a build program the year before when we wanted to update our BS. Uh, so, in, in nothing we you know we haven't done before. The only real difference this year is that uh, yeah, when we committed ourselves to building the Holden, I didn't know that the first race was going to be in the middle of February. I thought it'd probably be in the middle of March. So, it's compacted things a little bit more than uh, uh, than we originally thought. But you know these things happen. You just have to get on with it. Having Craig and Jamie as the consistent, uh, as your lead drivers, will give you a lot of consistency, though. And uh, I guess you can't speak highly enough about those two guys. Uh, no, you can't. I mean, they're both uh, uh, they both deliver. And um, you know, just look at the track record. You know how many races we've won over the last uh, five years or so. So um, yeah, there's absolutely no doubt that continuity um, uh, on that front makes a uh, uh, makes a big difference. With the rule changes that happened over the Christmas break, Enduro and not being allowed to bring those two guys together, um, it obviously became more critical that you sealed your endurance partnerships as soon as possible and announcing that Mark Scaife and Steve Owen are going to join the team just uh, really completes the whole package. Yeah, it was better to uh, uh, deal with that uh, now, get it uh 
put to bed, make sure you've got the two best blokes that you can get to uh, come and join join the team uh, for those uh, for those races. Um, gets it done and dealt, and you can get on with racing. Are you happy with the idea of not being allowed to bring together your regular drivers? Uh, look, I mean, once a rule change is done and, and a rule's in place, then uh, it's irrelevant whether you think it's a good idea, bad idea. It's completely irrelevant once the the rule change is done. Um, in this instance, then uh, you say, okay, well, how do we uh, how do we make the most of it and and get on with it? What does it mean to Triple Eight to have Mark Scaife coming into the team? Um, yeah, it's it's good to be able to. Um, to have uh, yeah somebody who's um, who's got the the track record he has in the um, uh, in the championship and it also puts together a you know unbelievably strong um, strong team. Was there ever any doubt that he'd be driving with Craig Lowndes? Um, no, not in my mind because I asked the the guys back in um, uh, in November you know, if the rule came in and what's their ideal situ- situation, who would they like to partner with? And um and they both said the um the two names that uh that we that we've signed is um Craig wanted to drive with Mark and then Jeremy wanted to drive with uh, with Steve. On the business side, it doesn't look like you've uh, suffered anything through the financial crisis uh, from outward appearances um with the amount of partners that you've managed to ma- maintain or increase. Um, yeah, we, we uh, we've had a um, we've had a good run, and um, we've got uh, uh, certainly commercially um, we've got the the best lineup we've uh, we've ever had. Um, so of course that's a that's a help, and um, it's uh, it hasn't always been easy the last uh, year or so to plan and see where everything was going to go, and knowing what sort of. Uh, Difficult times the world was going through commercially, um, but uh, but yeah, I'm pleased to say that um, we're in a better position than we ever have been. My thanks to Roland Dane there as the checker flag waves over this edition of the V8 Insiders. Keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders only on v8x.com.au.